Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our 150th episode spectacular of Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, and TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, normally, we're in talk radio tonight. We are live from Funny Business in Nyack, New York. Uh, thank you guys for all the best comics, toys, Legos. They do a whole bunch of stuff. Check them out if you're in the Rockland County area. Thank you for hosting us. Uh, we've got a great show tonight. We are going to be reviewing Aquaman with as many fish puns as we can come up with. Uh, we are welcoming Lisa Hawkins from Valiant Entertainment. She's going to be talking about the new breakthrough line of comics that uh, Valiant recently announced. We're also going to dive in a little bit of their movies. And we're going to play Celebrity Jeopardy, which should be a blast. As always, I'm your host, Michael Dolce, uh, and I'm joined by my co-host... As always, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How are you doing, sir? Good evening. I'm great. You're doing great? Yeah. You're I'm, great. I'm great. All right. As I long am as great. You're great. Yes. I don't. It doesn't matter how I'm doing, as long as I'm great. All right. Well, that's that's the key. Because I am greatness. All right. So incarnate. Another comic book movie bites the dust. It's out. I didn't mean it to be oh, morbid. Okay. I'm just All saying. Right. It's, okay. it's another, another it's not... comic book movie is out. Aquaman hit. Yes. What do we think? Aquaman dropped. Did it sink or swim? Did it pull you by the current? What do you think? Did it... Um... Oh, I'm trying to come up with the puns. Hang oh, on. I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm not okay, done you're, yet. You're doing acting. Uh, did, it, did, it, did it get you past the horizon? Uh, oh, did it, did I see it what drop doing. anchor right. in your heart? Right. Was it a high tide? Ah, was it a high yes. tide? See, now you get it. Yeah. Now you was get it, it? Was it? Did, did it make you feel like a tsunami? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, was it a yeah. wave of emotion? Right. That it hit was a you? tidal wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or did you feel like it just went out, I, I, went out to sea? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ran out were of you, fish. Were puns. you underwater? I think we're out of, yeah. No, out there's of water. There's fish plenty puns. of fish puns, but there's some I'm not willing to sink to. Ah. ah, ah. Uh, oh, I see. I see what you did there. Okay. I see what you did there. All, All right. right. So here's here's my take on Aquaman. I've never seen a film that was a collection of movie trailers and, and a video game put into one movie. Every single scene to me felt like a movie trailer. I mean, even right off the bat when he when he enters the sub and he's like, permission to come aboard. See Aquaman, coming December 2018, you know? Like, every single line was like a drop, you know? And, and we're waiting to see, like, the next, like, evolution of this thing. Right? I mean... Right. Um, yeah, I, I see your point. And the underwater scenes were spectacular. But I felt like we were watching, like, a Final Fantasy uh, video game. Like, I'm literally... And every... Like beat was like, and now to advance to the next level, you must gain this artifact, and then you must do this. From a story perspective, though, it was one of the most simplistic, but by the book, you know, plots. If you think about it, right? It's like intro, hero, obstacle, challenge. It was, it was Black Panther underwater. It was Black Panther except, underwater. Except Aquaman was Killmonger. Ooh, that's a that's a good take, actually. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I did that myself. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. came up with that yeah. myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. But it's actually true because yeah. he's the challenger, right? Yeah. There was another. There was another dude on the throne. Yeah. And he was he was uh he's very happy being there on the throne. Yeah. And uh, this other guy who was an outsider who was born out you know out of the the bloodline came and challenged him for the throne. 
Um, the outcome was slightly different, yeah, you know, a little bit, and and his well, his demeanor we're rooting, we're was a little different. Yeah, yeah, we were, we're rooting. you're rooting for Killmonger in this. Well, you might have been rooting for Killmonger in uh, Black Panther. It's very Michael, possible. Michael B. Jordan is yeah, it's very exceptional, big. and he's everything. in everything. He's going to co-host. Uh, he's exceptional at everything, <laughs> so, and he is going to co-host. This, yes, he's going to co-host. He's going to co-host this middling podcast. Yes, in uh, in in sometime in, in 2019. In 2019. In 2019. All right. Well, that's 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 all we can hope for, really. Well, that's that's what we're getting. That'll bring us to a. To I hope a that's all we can level. hope for because it's exactly what we're getting. That will bring us to a whole other level. Okay. Um, the one thing, it's funny you mentioned the Black Panther comparison, because I actually think there's one aspect to the movie that, that surpassed Black Panther. And we, I didn't actually say if I liked it or not. We'll get into that in, in, in a second. Um, it had what Black Panther didn't have. It's the only thing that it had that, that Black Panther didn't have, which was that defining moment in the final battle where I understood why he, he defeated... Oh, spoilers, if anybody hasn't seen it. Where he defeats... Um, you know, uh, was it Orm? Orm? Orm, Orn, right? Yes. Orm, yeah. Prince Orm. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I like to call it the, the, the cross the streams moment, the, uh, the, the crane moment. kick moment, uh, <laughs> something where it was foreshadowed earlier in the movie, right, in the, the film. The, the twirly thing. Right. The twirly Which, move. again, wasn't very impressive and it was on cue. It was, again, very formulaic, boom, 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 beat, beat, beat. Uh, but I still thought it was pretty impressive that they foreshadowed in advance this defining moment. The one thing Black Panther did not have to me was the defining moment. I still, to this day, and people have explained it to me, and logically it makes sense to me, but it never felt like there was any reason Black Panther should beat Killmonger in the movie. Here, you're like, no, Aquaman went through all this, this, this pain he went to the sahara which i guess you can do that if you're aquaman and you can <laughs> and you can you can find the lost hidden this and that and you can get this yeah, thing and it's like it built up to this moment of okay finally we get this i was uh, not aware that atlanteans were invulnerable yeah, oh yeah very <laughs> you didn't I, you didn't know no i did not know that they could just jump out of planes and land <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> land on their faces in the desert and be fine though the funny know? part about that too is there's Again, it was, was just a movie not... trailer. It was a movie trailer. See, you know, it's a movie trailer. Ha ha, this is the funny part. This is a... Right. A, you know... And it's right out of... Uh, it's right out of the MCU. It's right out of uh, Captain America jumping yeah. out of a plane without a parachute. Yeah. I was like, did he have a parachute? No, he didn't. No. But, um, I, you know, uh, pertaining to the, the last point you made, he just fought harder. They, they just come back and fight harder. Yeah. There was no signature move that Luke had when he came back and beat Vader, other than he got angry. No, I agree, but so, there, I felt, emotionally, I felt there was a reason he was going to beat him that time. There was some sort of chat, like, I guess, in a way, he did, again, logically speaking, it was the moment when he, when Black Panther was confronting his father um, in the afterlife, where, it, it, you know, he said, we're going to do things different, and that was supposed to be the thing, but mm -hmm. to me, at the end of the day, I still don't know, you know, from, from just everything, it just didn't feel like he should still beat Kill Killmonger, whereas in this one, it was on cue also, this is the moment yeah, he wins. Yeah, but then it was, it was like, it was highly foreshadowed you know once yeah. you whip that move out and then you're like oh well he's got it i can go home right so uh, you might argue it's less effective than the black panther one but it ended it ended right right then and there it wasn't they, they did you know give them credit in their final battle scene they did not drag out the final battle we didn't have to see any many and, and can, can we can we stop with the matrix like 
No. It's in every action movie. If no. You, are, you are not an action movie unless you have the... No, we can't stop with where that. Where it's in super slow motion and... No, it's even in Star Wars. They were I, even doing it in The I Last know. Jedi, so... I know, I know. I need... I, need, we, I would we say need the answer to that, to that question is no. We're not going to stop it anytime soon. I'm going to do that as soon as the, the show's over. I'm going to do that out in the, the street. So... <laughs> Because you know, I mean, we are not that skilled. <laughs> I, I am. With you. I am. As soon as, mean, as soon as there's a camera on me. I mean, we have. You can see our wide angle shot here. We got some toy. We got some really cool things. We're in a really cool store. You can downplay yourself all you want. I'm. I'm definitely. You are. I'm dodging okay. something as soon as we leave. Okay. All right. All right. I'm down. Okay. I'm down. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. All right. So you hear some laughter in the background because we are live at Funny Business in Nyack, New York. So yes, we are. Uh, Come it's join just, the fun. This is a great place, and I wish it was here when I was here. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. So uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. All right, I'm going to ask you the, the, the question, though. Oh, what's the question? Which is, did you, what did you think? Did you like the movie versus did you think it was a good movie? Mm, subject, object? Yeah. Uh, objectively, I, I thought it was a it was a fine, entertaining movie. Mm -hmm. um, beginning, middle, and end had solid you know, uh, uh, through line, um, foreshadowed correctly, followed its own rules. Yeah. Did, well, except for one, which was, but I, I'm pretty sure it was in canon. It explained in canon how suddenly he was vulnerable. He was vulnerable to knives after, uh, after they Black Manta got the, the, the Atlantean the, steel. Yeah. They, yeah, you can imagine it. It's, yeah, go ahead. Well, they, it was the Atlantean steel is what they said. Yeah, but I they guess. never mentioned it prior that, to him. It was just one of those things. Well, now I have Atlantean steel, and yeah. I can cut you. And you're like, okay, I guess yeah. Atlantean steel can cut other. And then Atlanteans. you were like, no, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. But, I never understood how he got his tattoos on him. <laughs> when that was when he was like ten years old. That's that's when it, it, it's a puberty. Yeah, thing. it's a puberty. But thing. They, but you have to explain. You have to explain that Atlanteans are are invulnerable to knives in general. Like, what is that about? Well, right. No. Well, no, they're also invulnerable to buildings, uh, <laughs> the desert, water, the desert, <laughs> terminal velocity. You know, there's certain things you know, like for that. A, for an underwater <laughs> species, they could just roam around the desert. And yeah, like, hey, yeah, 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 whatever. Because cool. they were royalty. Because I mean, he was, he was, he was the son of royalty. And that's the thing. Royal. I guess that's what defines royalty. You have to have some sort of cool power, right? right? right. Or even uncool power. So yeah, that so they try to make cool. So objectively, those those little things stood out. Yeah. Subjectively. Yeah. I. Was entertained. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. So, and I was I was rooting for the movie. Yeah. Because uh, I think Jason Momoa was due. Yeah. And I think DC was due for another at least one more good I'm gonna, movie. I'm gonna say this though: if Jason Momoa wasn't Aquaman and they didn't play him off as so like, man, I don't care, the movie doesn't work. You think if he if, if, if this was Zack Snyder <laughs> and it was all grim, dark, dark. Everything brooding. Yeah. Because and they had some Mr. Clean type with a chin. Yeah. Everything like. else is so dark and brooding, but it's well. I mean, Pr Prince Orm's character is 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 that is that he didn't like brood. There, no, he didn't. He was, okay. All right. But he was it he was, was grim little... and serious. Grim and serious. Let's. Is that a oh, good? Uh, I don't know if he was grim. He was very serious. Very serious. He was okay, a serious so dude. Everything else going on in Atlantis was so serious, but the visuals and even the filmmaking, even some of the shots that he used. To me, were so comical. Like it made me laugh. Some of the, you know, when Black Manta's running, you know, it's like, wow, you, you could have, you couldn't have picked a more dramatic looking I, shot. You needed Jason Momoa to just kind of be like, man, we're 
were just having fun here to make this movie work. Yeah, yeah I mean, Don't agree, I thought it worked. That'll make this show. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say if you say so, it was, it was working for me. I <laughs> but mean, also, it, I'm saying it did work. Yeah, but Jason I mean, but I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if that pushed it, to push the needle either way for me. Like, okay. it worked because it was adventurous it made sense everything yeah. kind of made sense mm-hmm. if like i said it had a through line had, yeah. a, had, a, had a solid through line it did what it was supposed to do and uh and i enjoyed it it was a, yeah. you know it was it ultimately was entertaining and then ultimately yeah. it ended where it was supposed to end you yeah. know like with the with the spectacle that it was yeah. supposed to have so yeah um mvp of the movie who's your mvp of the movie i no i'm gonna go with jason momoa okay yeah He's I'm the go most with Patrick valuable. Wilson. It's Patrick Wilson is is he, he's a never fail. He Every everything right? he does, he does. And and yet he's never he never gets a, a major role with the exception of the owl. Right. In uh in uh, right. Watchmen. He makes this movie to me uh in a way again, Jason Moa is the key to the movie, but the MVP to me is is how like Everything to me felt corny except when Patrick Wilson was on screen. He just dove so far into the character and the world that all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, okay. This, this somehow yeah. this this hodgepodge but of a video he's game gotta, and movie trailers, it he, all works because of him. He's got his own charm, which allows him to do the twirly mustache thing mm-hmm. without actually looking like he's twirling a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like he's chewing scenery without actually chewing any scenery right. because like he doesn't really have any he doesn't have more than one face. Yeah. He's got the same kind of slick kind of shit-eating grin kind of <laughs> you know the kind of thing where he just kind of stares you down he yeah. like stares right through you. Yeah. You know. And how he knew uh poor poor Willem Dafoe how he knew Willem Dafoe was uh, kind of not on the up and up and you get the impression he knew that yeah. way at the beginning. Yeah. You know, and he just followed through with it. And so it's just Patrick Wilson. He just, he could just do that. Yeah. You know, um, which, and I think that upped the Andy for it. But I mean, but like you said, I don't think the movie works without Jason Momoa. Uh, no, it, it doesn't work. So that's that. why he's my most valuable player. You know, it's almost like a dual MVP though, right? I mean, it's, it's almost like the, again, this hodgepodge that uh, Juan put together the director somehow just, it just they just played off each other perfectly to a point where it worked. Even Dolph Lundgren's character kind of worked. Yeah, I don't know uh, where he the, came from. The crab people and the oh <laughs> crab <God>. people, <laughs> crab people. Crab people got <laughs> no reason to smile. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it all. And Nicole Kidman, you know, you know, she she bought in hook, line, and sinker. Um, you know, it just it just worked. That's what I was saying. I I enjoyed it. I I still. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if Patrick Wilson gets a, a joint uh, MVP more than Jason Momoa because okay. I think Jason Momoa sold the entire thing. Because Aquaman, to me, to me personally, yeah. I apologize out there to every comic book fan. Aquaman is absurd. Yes. And Jason Momoa made yes. it not absurd. Yes. He played it like, yeah, I know I'm the fish man and I'm absurd. Yes. But I'm still gonna kick your, you know, butt and I'm gonna, I'm gonna move. Uh, submarines, yeah. and I'm gonna be invulnerable, and I'm gonna jump out of airplanes into the desert yeah. and land on my face, and I'm gonna, and there's gonna be an octopus playing the drums, yeah. and I don't yeah, care. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like little I don't things care. like that where all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. 
Well, that's, I thought the movie was audacious. Yes. In in how absurd it was willing to be. Yes. And then it then it then it, it just fully em- and then it decided to take itself seriously. It just, I know, I know. And you know what? When it was over, people were clapping at the yeah, end. Yeah. Because it, 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 it was well and deserved. And it felt like I should clap. Now here's the here's the big question. What's the big question? That we will not answer this week. Okay. Was it better than Into the Spider Verse? Did you like it better? Then into the Spider Verse, uh, we will not answer that tonight. That is at Vantage House tweeted us at Michael underscore Dolce and asked us that question. Next week, who won the winter? Aquaman, Bumblebee, or Into the Spider Verse? So we will answer that question next week. We're going to go to a little commercial break right now, and when we return, we're going to have Lisa Hawkins from Valiant Entertainment come and join us. Uh, she's going to talk about the new breakthrough line. And then we're going to play Pop Culture Celebrity Jeopardy, which I think everyone will have a fun time with. Be right back. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Check out Sire Volume 2, available in stores now. We are back, and better than ever, and uh, we are joined now by Lisa Hawkins from Valiant Entertainment. Hello. Very happy to have you here on our 150th episode spectacular. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. No one's ever thrilled to be here, so... I'm the, I'm the first then. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you win. It's <laughs> miserable every single time. Like, it, it never ends. It never ends. All right. Um, I want to talk about Valiant. I want to talk about the new uh, breakthrough line. It's very exciting. Give us give us the details uh, about everything that's going on at Valiant right now. All right. Well, I can everything. give you what I can. Every, every, <laughs> everything. Everything. Catering, I, can, everything. I can tell you what I can tell you. It's all wonderful. It's all very exciting. It's very new, very different. We have tremendously talented new voices coming into Valiant. Uh, Colin Bunn is coming in doing Punk Mambo, and he's just killing it. It's going to be... What is Punk Mambo? What is Punk Mambo? Um, Punk Mambo is our uh, voodoo priestess on her first solo adventure, and (laughs) she is going to be just kicking it, and it's going to be a wonderful spot for any new reader to jump on board. Okay. And and we're going to be creating a whole new supernatural adventure. That's awesome. Now, yeah. w- there's four books in this line of right. Breakthrough. Uh, give us give us the elevator pitch. Uh, you gave us Punk Mambo already. Give us the elevator pitch, the other three. Well, Life and Death of Toyo Harada is going to be really um, just Ice Hearts, like you know, swan song, pretty okay. much for mm-hmm. his time on Harbinger. Of course, we hope he's going to be coming back, and, you know, we're, we're talking to him about it, but he's going to be closing up his story, and it's a story long in the making, and it's going to be very exciting. I can't say anything else, except it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Punk Mambo, as I said, is, is Colin Bunn, mm-hmm. and a- Adam Gorham is doing the art for it, and it's just... 
so exciting. It's like Christmas every day when the art comes in. Sure. So, so yeah, it's it's going to be. I believe you on that for sure. It's going to be wonderful. Um, then the next one is Killer, the Killer Program, which is a mini series that's going to be launching into another series, which okay. I can't mention anything else about. Um, <laughs> no, no, but there's 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 British spies involved. Let's okay. put it that way. Right. Um, uh-huh. And um, and the last one is Fallen World, which is going to be sci-fi epic, bringing back old faces that we haven't seen in a long time from 4001 Um, and now this takes place in 4002 Mm -hmm. and it will launch into another series as well one of the things uh, Chris the owner in Funny Business we're at Funny Business in Nyack as you can see by the wonderful uh, you know uh, decorations behind us. We didn't put this up today. This is this is a store. Um, we uh, <laughs> he he loves that Valiant is a slow building universe. Um, I actually love the fact that you guys kind of you reboot every so often, but you don't. It's not like a massive like pain in the in the butt to actually pick up because it's always a slow reboot. There's we're gonna re, we're gonna we're gonna launch something new. We're gonna reboot something. Well, we're never gonna ignore the fans that yeah. are there. We're we're not gonna well, that's completely asking, rehaul like a in, character. When you're in the room. With, no new you know, 52. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. editorial room, I mean, is that the strategy? Is that the, is that the unspoken rule? Is that the spoken rule? Like, how do you guys? How did you guys come about that strategy? Well, we decide. We try to figure out what is the status quo of the character. How are we going to be honest and true to the character, as well as advance the character and make and make them grow? So, you know, we're always giving them something new and different. Yeah. And it's challenging, but yeah. you know, but it's a smaller universe, and being a smaller universe, we don't have to cheat. Yeah. You know, we can really be true to the characters. Give uh, give us your background in comics. You're a female editor, which right now is is like it doesn't seem like such a foreign thing. But you've been in the you've been in the business now, and you've made it. Uh, you've been around. You've been in DC. You've been doing so many different things. Give us your journey. Okay, now. okay. Well, I always wanted to be a comic book editor. Um, so when I uh, was going through a life crisis in my uh, right after college, I said I want to go and I want to get a job at Marvel, and I called up and lo and behold I was given the um an interview with Virginia Romita and I got a job as her assistant and I don't know if you know who Virginia Romita is yes yes Uh, she is she is the wife to the legendary John Uh Romita and so I was basically the production assistant to the bullpen um and it was a wonderful job but I realized right away that I it wasn't I wasn't needed there was no real reason for me to be there, so I learned every job in production to kind of give myself more weight, right. and and hopefully if here I can say this is why I'm here. I do this, this, and this. You know, um, yeah. But I kept trying to get into editorial because that's really where I wanted to be. Yeah, and yeah. So every time, um, and they they needed an assistant, I'd interview, and they'd say, "No, thank you, Lisa. Nope, nope, not today." And the third time was the charm. They said, okay. Um, And I got into editorial, and then I was mostly in the X office, and it was wonderful, and I was there for six years, you know? And then I got called into DC, and they kept calling me, and they kept offering me more and more jobs, and I was like, I don't want to leave. But then they offered me Batman, and I said, okay, (laughs) okay, maybe, you know, you know, maybe, maybe. Um, Now now you can. Well, if I have to. Yeah. And, and and it was wonderful there too, um, and now I'm I'm in Valiant and I couldn't be happier. And talk to us about the atmosphere at Valiant compared to you know other previous jobs or even just the previous times. Now I mean just just being again yeah. you know having an empowering role 
uh, as a female? Like, what does that mean today in 2018? Whereas maybe when you started, it wasn't necessarily something that um, either A, was happening very often or B, was was recognized. Yeah, well, it's, I think if there's there's different challenges. There were challenges way back in the, the 90s when I started, um, mostly because they liked the idea of a powerful woman, but were, was it was different to actually yeah, be in the same room with one. With one. Okay. Um, that was a little bit more challenging. Um, it's so much different now. Right. It, there, there is so much diversity and inclusion that it's it's wonderful. Right. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, yeah, but but there are still challenges because I think the mindset still is old boy school. Yeah, I think no matter. Like, well, all the, all the heroes are like old, right. you know, old boys club. Uh, like, you know, especially for Valiant, you have uh, XO and you had uh, you have uh, um, Bloodshot. You yeah. Know, he's like really mm -hmm. masculine. Yeah, very, very strong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, yes. So, um, and, and Ninjak. And it, you know, so, I mean, it, it, it kind of lends itself. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of hard. It would seem like it would be kind of hard to insert yourself into it's, that. Yeah. There, there, but, there lies the challenge, yeah. you know, and, and the excitement of it. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about um, just in general now the, the type of talent that you guys are attracting because Valiant as a as a as an organization when it first started was always known as like the writers you know this is where you go for well written comics mm -hmm. but it was. wasn't it wasn't necessarily like the art was always it, it felt like um, it was a little more old school especially in the nineties when image was big and it was the image look and the image feel uh, but now you guys are attracting you know top tier I mean your books look as beautiful you well, thank look, you I think look so as cutting yeah. edge as it is so how is that in terms of attracting talent like how are you guys doing it and and um, well I think everybody brings something to the table yeah you know um, I, I'm I, I can only really speak for myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm excited that I was able to bring like Dan Abnett on board. Uh -huh. You know, I think that he's going to bring Fallen World into a whole new place, and and his voice is 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 different. Yeah. You know, for for the Valiant universe. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, Colin, I think he's he's totally fresh and new. Yeah. You know, um, I, my my fellow uh, editor Carl, the senior editor Carl, he's bringing in all sorts of new and fresh mm -hmm. voices, and I I think that's it. That's that's how it's going to. You know, really keep it alive, and you know, people coming back for more. And Valiant is uh, Valiant's recently been renewed, right? It's recently started again. It was because um, I was I was I worked at Valiant in the nineties, uh -huh. like uh, from from ninety three to ninety five. Giving away Final Jeopardy. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to not talk? <laughs> No, tell me more. <laughs> but, um, so, so now you're so so now it's been reconstituted. I've I've seen a lot of the work uh, that that you guys have been putting out. I've seen a lot of the people up there. So it's kind of it's got to be it's got to be like brand new. It's got to be it's got to be. It's it's alive. It's very fresh with 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 new yeah, but with how, new blood. Yeah. How is that like like? Kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say it's starting over because I mean, no. been, you guys have been around for quite a while now in the in the in the redo, but it's still got to be. It's it's like using classic characters from like a fresh perspective. That's got to be really refreshing compared to DC and Marvel at this point, right? Well, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully the readers are going to think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think so. so. All right. We're, we're going to welcome Chris, Chris the owner of Funny, funny business. business. When we, when come, we come back, back we're going to play Celebrity Pop Pop to Jeopardy. Jeopardy. I'm very, very, very excited. excited. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. 
Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Sire Volume 2, Superhero Forced by His Own Costume to Fight Evil in stores now. Go to mikebooks.com slash store and you can order it. Enter code uh, SIREV2 for free shipping. And as always, check out the Mainstream. Mainstream is being published by Zenoscope. It's in stores right now. We just wrapped up issue 5. Go check it out. Pretty excited about all this. Um, we, we have had segment we've done before we've had a lot of fun with it uh you guys being comic professionals though you might do it a little bit better Okay, the theme is 2018. Again, we do comic book movies, so a little comic book knowledge, mostly movie knowledge. Show me the money, the year in sequels, and trailer truth. So we're going to talk some trailers that came out, some sequels, and some box office receipts. Lisa, you are our special guest. You get to choose first. Okay. The villain of this sequel did double duty in 2018 playing a henchwoman in Spielberg's Ready Player One. Um, okay, is, is it Kate Blanchett? No, no, no. no. It, it was Ant-Man. Ant Two. Two. The movie. The movie. The movie. The movie. The movie. The Trailer was trashed when it first hit, but the film slobbered its way to being a surprise success in 2018. <laughs> oh. Oh. Can I steal? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Is it humans? Oh, you're right. Venom. All right, Mike, I'll take Show Me the Money for 100.
Considered by many to have been the first bomb of this galaxy-spanning franchise. 2018 movies. Considered by many to have been the first bomb of this galaxy-spanning franchise. Would it be... What is? What is Mortal Engines? No. Anybody want to steal? Go ahead. What is Han Solo? Correct! Well done. All right, here we go. We are, we are gonna, gonna go, go back, back to the categories. Category. So, all right. So, just, just so everyone is clear, show, show my money for taken off the board. You're in two hundred taken off the board. Show your truth for three hundred taken off the board. Lisa, you're up. I'm afraid so. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Show me the money for two hundred. All right. Show me the money for two hundred. This, this film, film was the highest domestic grossing comic, comic book movie of 2018. Domestic. Yes. That's important. Okay. Um. What is Black Panther? Let's finish that category. Show me the money. money for 300. All right, show, show me the money, money for 300. Here we go. The only, the only non-superhero movie to crack the top five domestic gross for 2018. The only non-superhero movie to crack the top, top five. Yeah, I What? What? Don't give up. That's all right. Not a superhero, maybe. All right, take a guess. Three, three two. two. Yeah, I'll go. What, what is, is MI5? Mm, not, not correct. Wow. Wow. Wait, wait, jump, jump in. in. Wow. Boop, 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 boop.
Let's, Let's go, go for a trailer, trailer truth for, for 200. Alright, so we're gonna try it. This, this surprise hit Comic-Con, Comic -Con. or the, the surprise, surprise hit Comic-Con, this, this trailer, trailer showcases the return, return of this, this fragile, fragile L. Jackson bad, bad guy. Um... Remember, remember the trailer, trailer came out in 2018, it does not mean the movie came out in 2018. No, it's... Mr. What is Mr. Glass? Yes! Here, Here we, we go, go. we're scouting down, Chris. Okay. 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 and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. So I got to tell you, that actually turned out to be pretty darn fun. You're only happy because it was your idea. No, no, so. I'm happy that it technically worked, and I think for the most part the, the audience out there actually heard us. Uh, if you Hope so, yeah. <laughs> are watching us on YouTube, youtube.com slash secrets of the sire, facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, uh, Twitter, my name, Michael underscore Dolce, please go check us out. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Really, really would love as much uh, support from you guys. You've been great and amazing. Uh, so thank you. And uh, we would love we would love more of it because it's just better when people support us. It's better to be supported than to be ignored. Uh, right, right, we, we do this every week. We, we go, go spinning the racks, bringing you the most fantastical pop culture news around. And uh, we only have one story tonight because I got, I got lazy. lazy. And I was putting together Celebrity Pop Culture Jeopardy. Come on. 
According to a very well-reputed source that Hassan passed over to me, graphic novels are set to be the most read genre of any book. This is our news. Yeah. This is our news. But it's, I finally give but they're you considered genre books. Content options. <laughs> You've been complaining for for many many weeks. I don't that complain. I don't listen to you. I am not a complainer. And I am not doing enough. I go along. And this to is get what along. you get me. <laughs> Graphic novels. Did you actually Graphic read novels the is a big. Yeah, like four weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> when I first handed it to you. <laughs> so don't blame me for that. I'm not taking the blame for that. <laughs> That's good news, though, right? That, yes. That, that the, the, the source material of all the movies that we've been watching yes. are being uh, are getting their due day in court. Yes. They're getting the respect that they deserve. Yes. You know? There are some people, I saw some people in the... Never read the comments section, by the way. <laughs> no. of any Of any clickbait or anything like that. Just, yeah. Just, just bypass the comments section. But there are people upset that... Um, graphic novels are being are still being considered genre books okay. instead of actual books themselves. But I mean, you know, baby steps. Um, <laughs> but this is a good thing. This is I, I've always said that graphic novels are probably a bigger event than the the. I, I understand how the the science of graphic novels. I understand that they're amalgamations of us, you know, whatever miniseries or story arc, and then they put them together and they, you know. Uh, Capitalism-wise, they go for that extra buck by re by repackaging mm -hmm. the, the stories and selling them back to us. But the format in and of itself is is pretty tremendous, especially if you're one of those people who bypass the the, um, the single, single issues, issues and buy, and them, buy them all, all together. together. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. See, you, you skipped, skipped uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come. You skipped the, the, the single, single issues of Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come. Mm -hmm. and then you, and bought, then you the bought the hardcover. Hard and, and you know, you know or the or various. various uh, 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 different, different versions, versions of, of the amalgamated, amalgamated versions. Sure, sure. Sold out. That, that is, is an amazing, amazing read. read. Yes. yes. As, you know, just to sit down and sit through it for, you know, uh, and, and to read it all in one go because, you know, they're, they're so easy to read. There's a new company, and uh, I'm going to have them on the show at some point. I'm going to reach out to them called TKO. And what they're doing is they're actually releasing all the single issues and the trade and a special box set all at once. So if you have a new series, it's a six-issue miniseries, all six issues in stores the same month as the trade and as a special collector's box as well, too. That's their new business model. Really? Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> as a retailer, I don't like that. It's, <laughs> it's a fascinating... Oh, and digitally. Yeah, but that's a good take on it. Digitally, all three. Yeah, but the once. retailers aren't going to be happy about it. Well, it, 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 it makes – so they are responding to the binge culture that's out there now in terms of trying to deliver graphic novels. To some people like graphic novels, to some people like the single issues. Now, the single issues come in a boxed set, though. So you can buy – it's basically you're going to have one item on the shelf, and it's going to be all six issues in one box. So it's basically a graphic novel in, like, three different packages. Correct. Digitally – Re and graph in trade form and in single issue form. All right, like at the risk of being controversial and and disagree, <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good for us. I don't, I don't like that either. Um, I'm not taking it from a uh, from a retailer standpoint, but just as a consumer standpoint, it's it it it's gonna land with a thud. You know, you think like so? oh, there it is. Okay, I'll get it all together in one go, and I'll read it, and I'll be done with it. 
knock it off my shelf, you know? You think so? But when you can when you when you're building up to it and you mm. you buy one each month and then you or you wait for and then usually with the uh the the graphic novel there's it's a repackage. Yeah. So there's new art to it, there's a new yeah. there's a new format. You know what's funny? There's I something... actually love, you know, that's my big problem with streaming shows like Netflix, you know, streaming services like Netflix and Prime is they dump the whole season on you and then it's like oh my god whereas I do like the fact that you can watch an episode of like Game of Thrones and then talk about it for a week and get really excited right, for the and then next wait one. for the next one it, there's there's something off about it there's something there's something infuriating about it having to wait another seven days for right. but it, that, it lasts longer right that being said I disagree with you completely of course you and do. I think TKO is the is the future okay all right, I we want to have them on the show. I want to thank, thank our wonderful hosts, Funny Business in New York. The 150 episodes we did, we made it through. Keep doing this because I enjoy playing music. But yeah, and we're back next week. We're back. We're back. We're going to be asking the question: Who? One, one, one winter. The, the winter. winter. This is your song. Sorry, I'm not the guy. Take a guy.